Namaste and welcome back to another episode of the podcast Sapient. And today we have a special guest with us. His name is Sam. Welcome, Sam. Hey, man. I appreciate you inviting me coming on. I am honored to be here. How are you doing? Not too bad today. A little tired for a. I don't remember the day, Tuesday, but not mm-hmm. not too bad for a Tuesday. Got it. So could you please introduce yourself, Sam? Sure thing. So hello, everyone. My name is Sam Mitchell. I run the podcast, Autism Rocks and Rolls, and it is a podcast about autism and how we cope with daily struggles that you may or may not understand. I ran since October 2019. Some of my biggest guests I've had are Dr. Temple Grandin and professional wrestler Mick Foley, along with many other guests. I have 15K downloads, but it's grown so much that we have developed sponsors and a board of eight, and we plan local events in Indiana, which is where I'm from, ironically. And I do motivational speaking. I've spoken in Oklahoma, Orlando, Canada, and Washington, D.C. Okay. That's a kick-ass introduction that you just gave. And, yeah. So, you just said that you had Mick Foley on the uh, podcast, right? Yes, sir. How was that process? Uh, The process was really cool. I've known him for actually a really long while. So, he was my favorite wrestler. When, since I was 10 and I met him at a pre meet and greet way before autism rocks and rolls and other podcasts, I would say, they would ask, well, who's your dream? Yes. I would say mm-hmm. Mick Foley. Well, I was mm-hmm. on this wrestling podcast and they want to make my dream come true. So they got the arrangement set up, met him as a surprise again, like kind of check in, interviewed him for 30 minutes. And then since then we've actually kept in touch. I've seen him at a comedy show and as wrestling expo. And every time he sees the shirt, he remembers me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I think Mick Foley is one of those most genuinely cool wrestlers out there. Um, you know, like he he can be ranked next to, you know, Keanu Reeves in terms of how humble and how simple that guy is, right? Yes, sir. I mean, he's a, he's a pretty good man. Yeah. And you just said that, you know, you are also, um, you know, active in a, you know, like a band. So could you please tell us more about that? Well, not active in a band, but I have sung with um, a little local rock band at at Bloomington, and I love rock and roll music, so that's where it came from. Probably, what you might be thinking about, I, I don't know, like I said. But I did, was a lead singer, like a guest lead singer for a rock and roll band, which was kind of a lifelong dream of mine to be a lead singer for a night, so that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, you know, let's talk a little bit more about your podcast. Um, could you tell us what uh, what do you do on your podcast? You know, when you have a guest over. Well, when I have a guest over, I make sure I invite them, and if they agree, I we pick a date, record and edit it, and publish it out. Mm-hmm. And what topics do you generally discuss? Uh, well, autism if they're on the autism spectrum, but the only rule is to come on my show. You have to have a story. That's it. Mm-hmm. And be a kind Got human it. being. Got that too. Be a kind human being. Mm-hmm. And uh, can I ask you from which city are you based from? Where am I based in? Yeah, which city you belong to? Uh, I am in Indiana. Okay. And what would you say the uh, you know general environment and people are in your city? I would say that... In my city, well, I'm from a small area, so 
So we have mm-hmm. a small community in our area. So I'm very well known. I mean, you build your reputation in the small community easily. Let's just put mm-hmm. it that way. But I'm definitely well respected and probably some don't like me, but some do mm-hmm. like me at the same time. You can't please them all. So it's mm-hmm. definitely though a very supportive community where that will have your back. And while they have their own beliefs, they're not going to look down upon you. We have been looked down upon before, like we're dumb, but we're actually really mm-hmm. intelligent. Yes. I mean, yeah, I mean, that really saddens me that, you know, people think, you know, people do have that kind of, uh, you know, their own reservations against people. And, you know, like, and most of the reasons that, you know, they generally carry is pretty much dumb and illogical, right? Yeah, it is pretty illogical that we're being stereotyped Mm -hmm. for some stuff we can't help. Yes. Yeah, it's like... um, yeah, but you know, I think when when you get you know haters and when you get criticizers, I think you are doing something good, you know, and you you are doing something right in life, right? Because you know you are attracting all crowds of people. Yes, sir, I agree with you. I'm I'm just trying to help out the world because since I was a young boy, I always wanted to like do something good for the world, but never had the opportunity mm-hmm. to until the podcast started. Yeah, I mean that's that's a very general. Um, you know, set goal that I see with the podcasters, Sam, because, you know, podcasting is quite labor intensive, you know, uh, because it takes long time for anyone to figure out a good process and automate it and also to figure out financial models of it. So, you know, I, I talk to many podcasters like yourself and, you know, most of them are here because they are passionate about it. They are, they are very passionate about it. I'm very passionate about what I do. And mm-hmm. it just needs to be talked about because it's starting to move up. We went from mm-hmm. being 1 in 54 children to diagnose to now it's 1 in 29. Okay. And why do you think that is? Why do I think? Because I think it's becoming more relevant. People are now starting to see that, oh, they're not being mean or being these weird, quirky kids. It's kind mm-hmm. of quirky but they're still a human being. They're starting to see, okay, this is living and we're aware of it, but there's some people still want to hide from the truth and not see that's there. That needs to stop. We need to accept autism and acknowledge it. We don't have to bow down autism like, oh, hail the king. Oh, hail the king. But it Mm -hmm. needs to be seen like, oh, okay, I have autism. It's here. Cool. Let me go buy my milk. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you're really chill with it. Um, the way you you approach it, right? But yeah, <clears throat> I think what you said is right. You know, people have to accept it and just move on, right? The, you know, apart from just sitting there and criticizing it, you know, because truly I have seen people, you know, who who talk down to people, you know, with mental issues or you know any any sort of disadvantage that they might have in life. And would you agree with this statement that? You know, people who suffer from, you know, this sort of mental issues, they also wanted to be, uh, you know, just treated normal rather than have a privilege. Um, you know, that's actually a really good question, my friend. I think they do want to be because I give some examples. So some of the trips mm-hmm. I've been on, I've got some accommodations a little bit. One time, <laughs> this is mm-hmm. funny. I didn't have to pay to get into a museum because the lady loved my story and I was on the autism spectrum. And mm-hmm. that was 
a-okay. I was fine with that. I appreciate it. Her heart was in the right place. But I kind of also, she's, it was kind of also a place where they felt sorry for me. And another mm-hmm. situation like that is I went to a wrestling expo to meet some wrestlers. Well, mm-hmm. one of the wrestlers' agents like completely reduced the price because I'm on the spectrum. And I appreciate it. I kind of think it's a great luxury. I ain't going to lie to you there. But I'm definitely not trying to use it as an excuse at the same time because their mm-hmm. heart is in the right place. But I still want to pay like everyone else. I don't need to be special treated. And I know, like you said, your heart's in the right place, but yes. you're kind of offending us and you're not meaning to. Mm-hmm. And also, do you think that you know, general population who sort of criticize you know, people who suffer from these kind of issues that they say, you know, uh, I think they mistake sometimes kindness with privilege, you know, because people are just being kind and courteous towards you. And, you know, like these folks think that, you know, okay, this guy has privilege, you know, he he has an edge over other kids. Yeah. And, and, I, and I know their hearts in the right place. That's why I don't get mad at it. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I do respect the luxury and I'm appreciative of it. I wake up every day thankful for it. But that's kind of at the same time battling my mission where we don't feel sorry for ourselves. And we don't want anyone to feel sorry for us. We're still people. We can still be creative. Yeah, we may not be able to drive or cook an yes. egg. But who says that's what's going to stop us from being successful in life? Yes, correct. And also... Um, see, uh, Sam, here is how I look at it, right? Because in India, you know, uh, mental issues and discussions around, um, you know, autism, um, you know, like, let's say I won't name certain things, but, you know, there are many issues that now, you know, they are coming into the central topic of discussion where, you know, parents are looking at it. And when they see something in their child, you know, they usually uh, talk to someone, you know, who understands these issues. Right. So what I really genuinely think is, you know, people like yourself who are actively out there, you know, even uh, exposing themselves out there so that, you know, people from all around the world are able to take advantage of, you know, that awareness that's out there. Yeah, I agree with that. So, Sam, um, tell me this, right, because this is how uh, I uh, once I talked to someone who had cerebral palsy okay and this is how he explained me uh, um, you know like issues in a very simple thing okay so he said that people don't have disabilities people are just equipped to do different things do you agree with that uh-huh I do actually because look my best friend I'll be honest with you he and he he he's very open about it he has spina bifida so he his mm-hmm. is a little different it's not mentally disabled but mm-hmm. physically disabled with yeah. body mm-hmm. and yeah he has some medical issues but what if i told you that he's becoming a aspiring filmmaker student in college and from mm-hmm. the time i know since birth he's loved movies loved movies which i'm not mm-hmm. i'm a tv series boy however mm-hmm. when i see some of his films it's just magic i think sometimes his scripts are better than hollywood scripts <laughs> yeah. I mean, definitely, um, you know, you just gave an, you just gave a prime example of someone, you know, being just equipped dif- differently, right? Rather than being disabled or in having some sort of disadvantage. So Sam, what is your superpower in that terms? And the superpower with the terms is very creative outside of the box. 
I mean, I like to solve problems. I'm definitely a problem solver. Sometimes I solve problems too much in one day, but <laughs> my, the problem is sometimes I'll be unrealistic and harmful. I don't mean to be. So, mm -hmm. I mean, the solution to maybe if you're poor mm -hmm. is you try to get rich somehow. And sometimes it's unrealistic. <laughs> now, clearly that's a bad example. I couldn't think of it off the top of my head, but that's what I'm trying to explain here is we go a little cuckoo and unrealistic if we try every realistic idea to solve the problem. Yes, I agree. I mean, uh, Sam, I think you are, you are a natural talent in terms of how you're able to express yourself. And, you know, like a huge congratulations to you because I think that is something that's very rare with people, you know, because people have built these layers and layers and layers of, you know, how to speak and how to behave and how to be politically correct that they have forgotten to be simple. You know, they have become these complicated beings that they don't need to be. Right. They don't need to change for anyone, in all honesty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because people are not, are not going to remember anyways, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, this earth has a very short memory span. Because if you just look at our history, right? You know, today people uh, speculate, you know, what did the people do in 13th century? What did they do in 14th century? Um, you know, they just lived, right? They were, they were just normal people. And yeah, I think one day, you know, uh, in the future, people are going to talk about our generation and, you know, our time. And they're just going to treat us like we treat, you know, a 13th century or 14th century civilizations, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So I think in the macro of it, you know, when you look at a big picture, it really does not matter whether you are, you know, very polished and politically correct, because unfortunately, you know, many people are trained in, in, in such a way, you know, because. Yeah. I mean, I had an interview guest you know, a while back ago and he said my guest, Brad Lokley, he's a Amer LGBTQ American comedian, but he said himself, everyone is unique and different, but he's seen people argue over some of the dumbest stuff alive. Mm -hmm. And we all know that we're kind of different views of certain things like politics, music tastes. Yes. But yes. that doesn't mean you can't get along. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, exactly right. The tribalism kind of mindset that is um, very prevalent today in the world. I don't know why or how, because the amount of information that, uh, sorry, the amount of information that we have on our fingertips is incredible. You know, yet we choose to be in a tribe where, you know, we, we are trying to, um, you know, like identify with other people, you know, who share our um, let's say the same complaints as we do. Yeah. And there's another example of that too. I mean, I love to travel and my mom does too, but my dad, he rather, he's a homeboy. He rather be at the house. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But yeah. So, you know, you, you put it exactly right. Right. So what do you think that, you know, let's say 20, 25 years or 50 years you know, from today, um, acceptance in the society of these different issues will be. Can you say the question one more time, please? Yeah. So see today people are resistant and you know, they come out, they come out with criticisms when, you know, they are exposed to, you know, this knowledge of mental issues and all these things. Right. 
so let's say 25 or 25 or 50 years from today do you think society will be uh, more accepting or more shut down towards these issues okay that makes more sense um i would say they'll be more accepting with the route we're going but only mm -hmm. time will really tell we could go back again and next thing you know i'm in a institutionalized like 1950 i'm hoping that's not the case but i <laughs> yeah. don't know i really i'm hoping that we get to a point where we're accepting and those people say oh you have autism and it's not oh man i am so sorry for you it's like oh great or mm -hmm. cool whatever where it's acknowledged but it's accepted and these quirks are not being judged as much as it is today mm -hmm. do you think that you know the conversation around autism let's say because you know you 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 are sort of the expert natural expert about autism do you think that the conversation around autism needs to change a little bit i mean the view probably it doesn't it needs to change mm -hmm. but i am going to mm -hmm. give props to where we have came from because i do have said like we're accepting but we accept. However, I do acknowledge that we're aware. I think more people are aware that it exists. Mm -hmm. That, okay, mm -hmm. it's autism, but it's still viewed as negative. Why aren't we viewing certain conditions like autism and Down syndrome positive influences as mm -hmm. a gift? Because, yeah, there's been a lot of days with autism that's kicked me in the butt because mm -hmm. of certain social situations or certain aspects of my life but there have been also some great days why are we just looking at the bad days and not the great days mm -hmm. i mean it's just general life right you know it, it, there is good or bad and there is you know epiphany of happiness and at the same time the depth of uh, you know sorrow sorry sorrow or you know sadness in life and i think uh okay this is another you know like bounce back question for you do you think that you know general population looks at the bad days of people with mental issues and say you know this is what they're going through so we have to be um you know careful of them mm -hmm. and i'll tell you this too the in the media has done a really good job of influencing it i mean all you see are these guys with serial killers who have bipolar <laughs> disorder personality disorders and there are some out there that are like that but yes. there's some that aren't why are we looking at just that side. There are some people who have paranoia schizophrenia who yes. are actually living a really good life. They just take medicine for it. I have a friend in another state who's bipolar. Every time I see her, she's living great. And she probably has some hard days too, but she yes. isn't in a mental institution or isn't rocking back and forth. And she hasn't gone crazy <laughs> as far as I know. Got it. So Sam, uh, because you know you do uh, have autism, any earlier days you know in in your childhood did you face any issues with communication and you know talking to strangers uh yeah it's kind of odd so you put me in a room full of adults mm -hmm. i pretty well handled myself but you put me in a group of people my own age and mm -hmm. eh, might be a little bit of a different story because when you're young you're like whatever and young kids they they understand differences and they're not going into that puberty stage of, oh, just woohoo, I'm a kid. But mm -hmm. when they hit puberty, it's a little bit different because now they're trying to fit in their own group. They're trying to find their own identity. 
and they don't have time for different. Now, if you are different, then you do have time. But if you don't, and mm-hmm. it's not affecting you, why bother? Got it. So, which needs you know, to change clearly, though, because I think different is better sometimes than what everyone is expecting. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you said that you did have issues with, let's say, communicating with people of your own age or children. Um, you know, how did you overcome that? Like, did you find a workaround or you just said, you know, like, whatever, you know, I just had to face it and, um, you know, be better at communicating with people? My way of communicating with people is probably a little different than others. So with communication, I'm getting with conversing, but entering and exiting, like, hi, how are you? And okay, I got to go, bye. I'm pretty like, all right, bye means bye and hello means hello. So it's mm-hmm. kind of black and white there. So it's kind of now easier. However, with communication, it's with the non-speaking parts of communication, like eye rolls, body language, facial expressions, mm-hmm. gestures. So my way of doing that is I haven't worried about it. I have not paid attention to the social cues. I focus on your words. Mm-hmm. So I, instead of looking at everything in one place, I just look at one thing in particular. Mm-hmm. Got it. So, okay. So this is what I want to, uh, you know, like take the conversation towards, um, you know, because you are running a podcast and whether you understand it or not, that you today you are responsible for a a large number of people you know who take inspiration from you or who follow you on a regular basis right you know because you're running podcasts and you have a good listener base do you think that you carry some sort of social responsibility to work towards these issues yeah i do actually because as an autism advocate it's my job to find people out there and give be a voice for those who a don't have one because there are people out there on the autism spectrum not speaking and b mm-hmm. it's also my job as an autism advocate to show people that hey there are people who understand what you're going through because if you don't have autism autism it's kind of hard now if you're related to someone with autism you might be understand more but you can't completely understand logically why we have a meltdown if fireworks go off and that happened to me as a young age young age but I know mm-hmm. there are other people who are adults out there that have meltdowns if you surprise them with really loud noise. Mm-hmm. Got it. So, do, like, let's say, you know, you on on a regular basis, right? In a, in normal life, okay. How much bias, you know, do you see in society in general? You know, when when people understand, okay, this kid has autism, or you know, this kid has mental issues. How much bias or, you know, uh, favorism do you see in regular life? It's very frustrating because the minute you say autism at school, they're going to probably put, you're going to be last on the team. You're not going to be socializing with world or with the job. Even I bet you have a great resume, but you check the, check the box with autism and, and you want to be honest, they're not going to pick you. They're going to pick the guy who has maybe the same skills, but that autism gets in your way. So yes, it's very unfair. Mm-hmm. And how do you think that, you know, countries can balance it out? Well, they can balance it out really by not treating the autism any other way like we want an employee, because I'll tell you this, if you're not going to hire us, that's on you because you're missing the best employee because those on the spectrum are punctual. They don't mm-hmm. like to 
mess up or make mistakes. They're on time. I mean, you can't ask for a better employee, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Got it. So have you ever worked with someone, you know, who, who has autism? Um, I've worked with some people. I have buddies that are on the autism spectrum. Most of them are physical and mental conditions as well. Mm -hmm. So I have worked with them and helped them out a little bit. And I have been able to understand more of like, oh, okay, because I have autism, this guy's getting overwhelmed. So I've mm -hmm. been, been able to understand sometimes the behavior is quicker than someone else. And certain, I'm not an ABA therapist or recreational therapist or any type of therapist, but mm -hmm. I can see it happening and see, okay, this is why she's having a meltdown. This is why the fact that if you bite your toenails and it drives them crazy because they hate that noise, they're going to have a meltdown. I totally understand that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I witnessed someone, right? Because when I was in school, I think, I think, you know, he had autism that, you know, now as an adult, when I look back at it, because, you know, when, when it, let's say there was a funny situation in the class and, you know, like students started to laugh very loudly, right? He used to get nervous and, you know, he used to just shut down and, you know, people, uh, that means young kids used to make fun of him, right? Because they were like, what kind of guy you are if, if you, if, if you can't, you know, like laugh at a joke. Um, but, you know, I think that is the harsh reality, you know, in many situations that, you know, people have to go through. Yeah, I would agree with you on that one, too. There's a lot of situations we go through that I think those on the spectrum have to go through. Others don't take for granted. I mean, you got you probably understand that you have to compromise with the world, the world and make plan B's. I yes. don't do that. Mm -hmm. So you are more upfront about it, is it? Yeah, I'm more upfront. And I'm the guy who will tell you that straight up the truth. I also have foot and mouth syndrome, as I call it, where I stick my foot in my mouth and say something <laughs> at the wrong place at the wrong time. And in my brain, it wasn't being rude. I was just telling the truth because yes. that's the way I was raised. <laughs> Got it. Because I used to work with this kid who had autism and uh, he, he used to intern for us, right? Um, and I had I had to be extremely careful when, when I used to uh, give him some tasks because you would not believe this kid used to take everything um, literally. Um, you know, so you have, you know, I had to be very careful um, because, you know, one time what happened is uh, we had received an email. Okay. So I, I told him, you know, could you bring this email to me? Um, so I thought, you know, he would get a printout or something. Uh, you know what he did? He brought the whole computer to me. So that, that's yeah, perfect. I mean, that's great. Yeah, he, now, he, he used, he used to make everything perfect. Yeah. I mean, of course, I, I understand it's not his fault or, you know, uh, his issue. It's it's mainly my issue because I'm, I, I am unable to, you know, communicate with him where he understands what I want to say. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in our education system or in our society, you know, we are not taught how to, you know, communicate with people with a, a little bit more responsibility. You know, and I, I, I certainly accept it. You know, I am, 
culprit of it because of course i told you about this kid right you know because and you know there there came a point you know whenever i was angry or frustrated i would avoid that particular person because i knew right because if i don't you know communicate properly you know i might upset him or you know some mishap can happen you know which can land me in trouble so mm-hmm. yeah i i have been also on the uh, giving end of it you know where i i see people suffering but the issue is see i uh, it's like you know if you told me right if let's say there was a person you know who was born blind right and it, uh, it's like them explaining to me how they view the world you know i would never be able to understand it no but hey we all view the world differently man you view it way differently than i probably do i view world as a gift and as a chance of seeing some experiences and some things i probably shouldn't see mm-hmm. however it could be a roller coaster really is i mean your probably analogy is either similar or different to me it might be mm-hmm. a roller coaster but it's probably a different roller coaster you fit probably a lot of ups and downs i mean start from when you're born and then right mm-hmm. after you go up and down up and down my mm-hmm. ups are at different times and my downs are at different times your ups and downs are different times than me yes and also of course you said uh, very promptly that you know the way we view the world is very different because you said that life is like a roller coaster you know where i see life like a jungle right because i see on every corner there is a snake there is a scorpion and there is a peacock sitting you know so it depends what corner you take so of course you know the way we look at the world is different and the reason i brought it up is you know because i see the uh, you know many folks suffering from it but i absolutely don't know how to help it you know or how to help them so uh, in bangalore you know from the city where i am from you know here we have great Uh, psychiatrists and you know like communities who help uh, you know mentally affected people for free <clears throat> you know it's like non-judgmental uh, you know totally uh, private kind of uh, clinics that that are helping people with right so Wait, i generally free, just free where you're at yes you lucky dog we had to pay for that yeah i think you are lucky in that matter because you live in the greatest country on the earth in 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 very big air quotes so yeah uh, so uh, here you know i just tell people you know just go there you know talk to people figure out what's wrong with you or what's right with you and you know what can we do to be better at it so uh, you know i feel everybody in in society has to play their role in guiding people in proper places instead of just judging them or you know just just pushing them to the sidelines as if they don't exist Yeah, that's not cool to do right there. Push him to the sidelines and no. There's still yeah. human beings at the end of the day who deserve someone. Yes. I mean it's like it's like you know, right? See, uh it's like if you speak Spanish and if I speak English and if you speak to me, I I would never recognize you as a human. You know, it's like I will never even give you a look or you know, even acknowledge your your presence there. I know yeah, sometimes we make sure I feel... to acknowledge people everywhere we go no matter your race, color, mm-hmm. gender identity, whatever the case might be. I know in here's an example that in Orlando, Florida mm-hmm. that I don't I don't live there but we go there a lot. Most of the population there are Latinos or Latinas. 
mm-hmm. and some of them speak Spanish, and we do our best to understand them. But you know, I don't know Spanish, but we do our best to still talk to them like human beings. Yes, I mean that's the bare minimum someone could do, right? Because it does not really take that much of effort to acknowledge someone's presence, and you know, I have certainly talked to many people offline here. I can tell you, and they feel exactly that. They feel like you know, like their presence does not matter. You know, it's it's almost like they have that Harry Potter's clock, cloak. Sorry, you know, he wears it and he he disappears. You know. people here feel, feel like you know if i have an issue i am that you know people are not, not going to acknowledge me or you know they, they are not going to talk to me and i think that's a very sad status of society that today we are living in mhm i agree there man it, it is sad but there are ways we can help out i think i mean i do a gala to acknowledge those who probably aren't successful who not aren't successful but who have a lot more challenges than the other average male but they work mm-hmm. three times harder they need to be seen and i make sure they're seen with that event and every day of my life not just mm-hmm. autism it's other conditions too got it so sam what is your you know future goals or milestones that you want to achieve with this well i'm def- well i can answer that now i'm going to college uh here in a couple months i'm staying home for the summer and then mm-hmm. i'll be transferring to a college for broadcasting got it so you are absolutely chasing your passion mhm so once let's say you finish your degree right what would be your next steps i well i don't know that man i can only focus on one thing at a time right now mm-hmm. i'm focused on the podcast hopefully this will continue throughout my life and getting my degree and how many years is that um well i had 4 years for general studies but a couple of years for the degree i'm going for got it because um you know me being an indian and my listeners are you know majoritarily indians you know because we we sometimes struggle to understand the education system of united states um because of the um i don't know different sets of classes and there is um i can't even explain it to you how complicated it is i mean of course you being a natural uh, american you know you you it feels very natural to you but for us you know when you you people say high school you know like we are totally lost because here high school means something else so gotcha. that's why i asked yeah, you yeah you know, there's a lot of loss of translation there i could totally yeah. get it so that's what and have you you know like looked into india and you know our culture I have not been to India. I've heard of Indian food, but I've mm-hmm. not been to India. However, mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of flying out of the country. And it's nothing against the countries. I mean, I'd love to, mm-hmm. but I'm always afraid. Like I'm going to break one of their rules uh, accidentally and not know it. Next uh-huh. thing you know, I'm in an Indian prison, and I wasn't supposed to end up there. It, it's a real mm-hmm. fear. Got but it. I'll tell you, my mother has ended up in China for a uh-huh. class trip. They got to visit China for a while. Mm. So Sam in India, right? If you had to be put in prison, you'd have to be literally carrying like something like in a, a nuclear bomb. <laughs> yeah, Believe heck me. no. I'm not, I'm not yeah, now I'm not definitely not going all 
our prison yards. Yeah. We're just behind bars. I'll take that and a rec yard too. We got a rec yard too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm gonna stay behind bars versus a labor camp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, in India, it, it's very uh, it's very rare that someone gets arrested or you know these things because uh, cops here are very lenient. Okay, and our cops do not have guns. And, Ooh boy. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that uh, uh, this might be me being American, but I think the world mm-hmm. needs guns in order to protect themselves. But hey, it's in our uh-huh. constitution. That, I'm not going to yeah. get into a political debate, but that's kind of a <laughs> political view, I believe in. Sam, um, I can tell you, you know, I talk to multiple Americans on on a daily basis, right? And every time, you know, I I meet or I talk to an American, I like to poke that bear, you know, of arms and you know the way political system works in united states um because it's like it's very fun for outside world you know you would not believe it it's very fun in terms of um you know understanding the mindset of americans Uh, because you know americans i'll admit it we're we're strong but we're also pigs we really are um, I would not call it. I would not call the pigs, but uh, rather, you know, they are self-centered. Uh, you know, they think the world revol- revolves around them. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I right, mean, yeah, we but we're firm believe in our pride. We can be kind of self-centered, but there are some really yeah. good people out there too, though. Yeah, of course, of course. That's why the country runs, right? Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> otherwise, it it would not be such a, a good place to live in. So. Um, you know, like you personally, did you see any sort of shift within the city and local economy during COVID? Um, well, I mean, I wasn't really worried about that. I was where I get out of the house because COVID whew, <laughs> that took us down big time. And I did not like the change. I went to bed for a couple of days because I am a social bug and mm-hmm. it was kind of nice having that peace. But after having that peace for a while, I hit the boredom <laughs> stage and the forum stage was a pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, everybody, I think, <laughs> went through that similar cycle. But do you think the local economy, you know, in terms of service industries and all these uh, local businesses in your city suffered? I mean, I don't pay attention to much of it, but mm-hmm. I think, yeah, they, they did probably have a setback. There, some businesses closed because of COVID. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there were some that had a issue with it. And okay. uh, issue continued. And back then, were you running your own podcast? Um, yes, actually, I was. It was October 2019, so it was I was a podcaster oh. way before the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So you did you did you, did you see though. a huge dip in more people started listening to them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Did you see a huge dip in uh, listeners during the lockdowns? Yeah, actually, I did. So while mm-hmm. I hate it, it was kind of a blessing in disguise to get more people to check my workout. So thanks, COVID, mm-hmm. but not really. <laughs> yeah, not really is the right political answer to give right now. Yeah. So what else could you tell us about yourself or, or anything, Sam? Because I am genuinely interested in just talking to you with no topics because I feel you are, you are one of those rare human beings, you know, who are just up in the face and you know honest 
that's a very yeah, rare well, kind of taste to find in the society. I mean, I mean, I love travel. I travel to for and I travel to work like the places I said earlier. But I've traveled to Washington D.C. for leisure. I travel to Texas. Mm-hmm. Travel to Florida mm-hmm. for leisure. Love, love Destin, Florida. That's my favorite place of all time. If you like seafood and you like some stuff to do and you like tropical, that's mm-hmm. your place to go. Got it. So, what? Like, let's say, what part of United States would you eventually like to retire in? Um, what part of what part? Say the question again. I'm sorry. Yeah, what part of your country? You know, United States would you like to retire in? Finally, um, you know, like, did that your final destination? Well, of city? I went to Washington D.C. one time, and I want to go back, like, for a trip, like a not like a work trip, but just for like a vacation. Because man, I'm a I'm a nerd. I'm a social studies geek. Want to learn about the history of our country? Mm-hmm. So DC would be your final destination kind of uh, city, is it? Yeah, but I, I guess so, sure. But I've been a, all over the world. I've been in Kentucky too, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So have you have you gone uh, anywhere outside the United States? No, I feel comfortable in the United States because of that rule I mentioned earlier. <laughs> and I would like to mention that's a very safe rule. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, I did one time for Canada. I went to Canada for a work trip, but come on, not a lot come of on. cultural differences there. Come one on. thing culturally different, there was a lot of French and Middle Eastern people there. Come that on, Sam. It. You have to agree that Canada is not another country now anymore. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, I mean it's considered it, I guess. It's it's literally sandwiched between United States and United States. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, I have a lot well, to agree, disagree on that one, but it could be, it could be. It just depends on how you look at it. Yes. I mean, of course, I, I understand that it's a country, but it's like now it's like a satellite state of United States because of yeah. the geographical location of it. So sure, we had a past. The... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So did you see any sort of, you know, like, huge cultural differences between United States and uh, Canada. Uh, well, the French, there was a lot of French in the Middle Eastern, but other than that, that was really it, that cultural differences. Mm-hmm. Um, and one more that I think. Oh, Canada, you definitely have your mean people, but there's a lot more nice people, I think, in Canada than America. Mm-hmm. But there's yeah. still, you know, jerks out there. Yes. And we apparently our accents are different because someone said they could tell we're from America because we have that twang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, even me being an Indian, you know, when I talk to many people, I can almost understand where they're coming from just by their accent. Um, oh, yeah, I definitely can, too. I can easily yeah. tell, OK, you're British, British. I could easily tell, OK, mm-hmm. you're up front. This, you got an accent. Where are you from, buddy? Yeah, I'm from India. Yeah, I know. I, I would. That was just more of a thought process to what yeah, I asked. No, no. People. I was just, I was just uh, giving a rhetorical answer, you know. Oh, thanks. <laughs> because Indians have a very unique accent, and it's definitely not what to see Apu. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, we have our own um, accent, so it's like you know, Indian accent is, and Indian English is whole lot different than. You know, British or uh, you know, United States English, because you see, we have 63 languages here, out of which 32 are official languages. Gee whiz, man! 
yeah and those 32 languages have their own uh, typography that is that is alphabets and they have their own grammar wow that now that's and now i would love to learn that in our in our country we have commas and i don't understand what the heck they're for <laughs> <laughs> got it you know because in india if if a, if a kid is like because i've seen in many um you know like united states um uh, movies and documentaries that if a person knows two language or three language you know he's he he's considered to be somewhat uh, a, a a genius you know oh my god you know three languages dude in india if you know three language it's like yeah so what like it's it is so common here yeah? you know people usually know four to five languages and yeah and those languages now, are those very different languages from each English, other. but we do have some people who travel from Spanish and yes. French. We probably got some of that in there too. We got, we got a lot of diversity, but in America, I'll tell you this: most of the people are African American. Mm -hmm. Sorry, uh, what did you say? I did not get you. Oh, I said um, the majority people of um, uh, people in America is actually African Americans right now. The Caucasian country, not the Caucasian <laughs> country. Sorry, the Caucasians. They are starting to go down mm -hmm. a little bit, which. We used to there was more Caucasians at a time frame, but now it's African Americans, which hey, don't I don't mm -hmm. mind that it's more diverse, so it makes me happy. Yeah, I mean that's a whole different conversation, right? In terms of blacks and whites and you know Hispanics and yeah, it I feel like you know United States is far more open about these things than many European countries, you know, because uh, just like you, you know, all I you know any American that I met. You know, it doesn't matter whether he's white, black, whatever, right? But they're willing to engage in this conversation where I see many Europeans, you know, they shy away from this kind of conversation. I don't understand why, but it's just something that is out there, you know. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, so props to you and um, you know, United States about for being open about it. So, Thank you. Um, yeah, so as I was saying, um, you know, like my accent is different, right? Because, and of course, you know, <clears throat> I used to apologize for my accent prior, you know, earlier, earlier in the days when I started podcasting. No, I'm just like, you know, deal with it. <laughs> yeah, literally. Hey, yeah, you know literally. what? At the end of the day, you can try to not sound English, but I mean, mm -hmm. you can easily fix the solution. They understand you just ask, Hey, what'd you say again? Yes. that's what i've had you a couple of times here <laughs> yeah because i do understand that you know we spell a lot of things differently and <clears throat> the way we bounce word to word is a little bit different because yeah as i was saying you know indian english is all about efficiency you know we we tend to use less words but communicate more Right, I probably wouldn't be surviving there because, whoo, not the best with non-speaking communication. So, Pat's time, like, hey, what'd you mean? Hey, what'd you mean? Hey, what'd you mean? <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely. Uh, because, you know, like, <clears throat> here, uh, for example, in the United States, they might ask, you know, did you have your lunch, right? In India, they will just ask food. That's all. <laughs> hey, I'll take some Indian food, thanks. <laughs> not for me. See, it's like that, you know. People here are like that, you know, and I'm not talking about your friends or, you know, people who know you. I'm just talking about people on street, you know, when they just see you, you know, they, they might say, hi, you know, how are you? And they'll just ask food. 
and you know as you said you may just give them an order of uh, you know bring me to jalebis and you know to rasgullas but you know it's like that our english is different because i yeah, uh, I, I, I understand talk, what you mean yeah recently i talked to someone who is uh, who is british and they are uh, they are more into charisma and you know using fancy words uh yeah i totally get that man i i i really do you're starting to use fancy words and then it's like what <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, but but i have to agree that you know english accent is one of the most nicest accents and one of the most because someone could swear at me you know in english accent and i would not be angry at them mm. yeah whereas you know the new, new... do an indian accent that might be a different story yeah um but you know the manhattan and new york kind of accent that people have and even if they say the nicest things about me i might feel a little bit offended just because of the way you know that uh, words roll out of their mouth right 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 where you know you uh, when i talk to you you know i feel like you have a pretty neutral american accent oh yeah i definitely have american accent i know i'm loud and i'm not i can be obnoxious <laughs> yes all you know i can tell you right to all my listeners you know if they if they have to lose their minds all you have to say is can i speak to your manager and that's it <laughs> exactly that might help out yeah i mean yeah because i mean I, uh, you know you have a very neutral american accent rather than any thick accent you know like southern uh, accents that are out there you you have and, a very and there's a lot of southern accents too i mean I know someone who's got a big time southern accent and definitely uses southern words. <laughs> yes. But you know like I feel like you know the southern accent is more homely. You know it feels very warm. I don't know why. Mm, who knows. Yeah, I don't know why but you know because whenever I speak to someone you know who has that southern kind of thick accent I feel very good about it. I don't know why. <laughs> no, it's right. Yeah. So Sam how old are you? I am 20 my friend I'm getting close to Okay. There. So you're still not at hit your prime is it? I not yeah I'll get there though I'm turning 21 a couple months. Uh-huh. And what kind of music do you like? I like rock and roll man. Rock and roll. I mean with Elvis Presley, AC/DC, I mean they're all that's my favorite. Okay. So uh do you absolutely love or hate country music oh I, i like it i don't hate it but it's not my go to uh-huh so you you are rock and roll pretty consistent or you know it's dependent on your mood oh i i it's a, i'm a variety person i like rock country i mean not a lot of pop but there's a couple pop songs that are good mm-hmm. oh so, if it's a good song then whatever the genre is i really don't care as long as it's a good song in my opinion mm-hmm Okay and um because you said that you know you performed with the rock band once you know yeah i did how guest lead singer yeah how was that experience you know standing in front of those those many people you know oh, it and, was fun man it was a fun time mm-hmm. i didn't understand no didn't know some of the words i had the band thankfully help me it would have been a different story probably but it was a blast i probably wouldn't mind doing it again if i had the opportunity to uh-huh probably a song uh-huh. i know but that way <laughs> got it so you know the reason i asked you that question is 
you know earlier you mentioned that <coughs> sorry sometimes you know when people speak you concentrate on you know single part of the whole communication that is what they are speaking right so you know my mm-hmm. intent to ask that question was you know how did you feel you know performing in front of those many people and let's say everybody offering you plethora of communication you know through body language or you know wild noises or anything right how was you know, that kind of... Of the rock and roll music but mm-hmm. perform in front of that many people was definitely a step in progress mm-hmm. because once you learn not to care what others think of you oh my goodness your life becomes so much easier yeah and do you think that was a very big you know like kind of achievement for you you know coming from where you know you struggle to communicate to being able to perform in front of those many people and not just get nervous or you know get frozen exactly okay so it was okay so it was very nice talking to you sam uh, throughout the episode because it it's been a rather a long episode and i really did not you know realize that it's long because of your you know i can honestly say most entertaining communication that you had here hey as long as i had a good time too brother i enjoyed talking to you as well mm-hmm. so again thank you very much for you know giving us an opportunity to talk to you say hey, you're welcome brother so to our listeners guys if you have stuck around for this long thank you very much for making it to the end of the episode and if you want to follow sam's podcast his podcast link will be in the episode description so that you can just follow him there and you know show him some love because you know people like sam who are actively <clears throat> advocating for many issues that are unspoken in the society need support and you know uh, mind you that support does not need to be huge you know i'm not saying you know spend spend you know like money or whatever right just show up on his podcast you know just listen to it you know just uh, just like it or you know just tell your friend you know there is this guy you know sam mitchell you know and you know his podcast is just just by word of mouth i think you you also take part in this kind of awareness exercise that a society has to do so thank you very much once again and see you in the next episode take care